Good evening and welcome to this episode 43 of the South African Equestrian Federation's podcast from the horse's mouth. I'm your host tonight, Georgie Roberts, and I'm speaking very luckily to the president of the Gauteng Show Jumping Association, that is Belinda Martin, coming all the way from Cambridge Equestrian Centre tonight to introduce us to this, our discipline spotlight on what is the SAEF's largest discipline association. Belinda, thank you so much for taking the time and coming to speak tonight. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we get more show jumpers. Um, well, it sounds like you guys are doing really well on the show jumping front. The discipline is just going from absolute strength to strength. Yeah, Georgie, um, we're very lucky. We've um, done well under the guidance of uh, Mark White and a very motivated uh, expo committee and credential committee. So a lot of hardworking people that I think are passionate about the sport. And they've made it very accessible. There's always brainstorming. How do we make it easier? How do we make it more sexy? Uh, sexy. That's okay. <laughs> it's a sexy sport. Yeah. It's fine. It's and fine. accessible to yeah. everybody. We've um, offered free membership to our kids, you know, trying to bring them back in uh, a lot of artistry pre- um, projects, and yeah, I think I think it's working. So it, it, it definitely is. I think your discipline is one that's consistently grown over the, the last five years. I think. So, Belinda, how did you? I just want a little introduction to you. Obviously, anybody who's anybody does know a little bit about you and your wonderful job that you run out in the south. But how did you get involved? In show jumping in the beginning and now in your current role and what are your responsibilities? Uh, so I'm, I was unfortunately didn't come from a background of uh, horses. I, I always had horses but very informally on my own farm as I do now in Cambridge um, and had a bit of informal coaching until I got to grade 7 and studied equine sciences at the University of Cologne and did a degree and then started getting to better coaches, plucking and doing my um, SSSA, which was something at that time we did one and two. Uh, I did every single course I could get on my own, hands-on. I did the DIY, DIQ, just grabbed all the information I could, especially not being from a family uh, of horses. My, my parents supported me, but they loved me. Maybe that's the only reason they let you get involved in horses. I think it was. I think it was. So, and so we built campus, and I've always been, uh, there was a lot of people that helped me along the way, and I've always felt that we should give back. So I've always been on either the education end or the education and committee on my own weekends. Although I'm not really an administrative person, I think there's a lot of work to be done to grow the sport give back and if it wasn't for people who helped me along the way I wouldn't be here so none of us none of us I think every single rider would benefit from from support at some point yes so then I've been on show jumping committee for for, for quite a few years I was on expo at Sinisa uh, Marlene and I was on the city Bain and Yukulini when it was still ESL and then Marlene took me to Sinisa and it is today Uh, yeah, I've always been sort of involved um, in the sport. We spoke a couple of weeks ago when it was uh, sorted by South African National Championships for show jumping. We were very lucky to interview Barbara Lovell, who's one of your stewards. And um, I just I would encourage anyone who's listening to go listen to that because it takes a village yes. to run the sport. Yes. 
And to keep the sport affordable, we need people like yourselves to be so passionate and willing. So I think that's it's leading by example. Thank you. Uh, I think our experts in the field, well, you know, they're always applying for the way, they're always busy, we always ring them and we always have. When COVID hit us, I think we were the first uh, discipline up and running. Mm. Um, I certainly, uh, for Pengus, I got uh, a disc assessment done with the help of SWS. We were probably the first yard to do a disc assessment and then looked at what other countries were doing and then show jumping on SAF realised thanks to Ian Sammer as well, that our sport could manage and, and get a way through this. And I think it was helpful for our sport. We didn't lose, uh, people didn't lose faith in us. They could see we were trying to run it, albeit shows were expensive because we had to have all the officers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's been a trying time, yes. right? Unprecedented. Yes, but uh, it's good to be have all the crowds back, good to be mm -hmm. back to normal. But you know, show jumping came to the party. We were discussing going to our treasurer, and we said, Look, can you help venues lower levies? Because we've got to pay. And, and he said, Sure, no problem. So we were always finding a solution. How, how can we make this work? How can we, you know, this is such an expensive sport. And for us to convince a parent to stay with a horse um, and invest. one of the things that show jumping, and let's take a step back and just break down what is the discipline of show jumping for those who aren't as familiar with the sport, but it certainly is an exciting sport to watch. So why don't you just briefly take us through like a description of what show jumping is. Okay, so show jumping, um, a track will be set by a course builder and you'll have uh, 10 jumps, but you will often have 12 obstacles either combinations or whatever, and then each Competition, most competitions is run on a table A, which means that the course builder has a set time for that competition. And you will, um, if it's a normal competition, you'll go for your first round within a time limit. And if you are clear, you will then go to the jump off. And the fastest clear round will be the winner of the round. If it is a speed class, it's still A2 then the fastest person that lifts all the poles up is the winner, um, to make it as simple as possible. And what is nice about it, there's no subjective rule. And with most of our modern show jumping, we've got electronic timekeepers, you know. There's no one who hates you who's pressing the button incorrectly. I'm sure many yeah. cool, um, timekeepers have been yeah. accused of several yeah, sure, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of parents said, we always learn, but there's none of that. Oh. So you've got an electronic timekeeper, you go in there, you try and keep those rails up, and uh, yeah, and it's, it's got a challenge. We, we're much more in line with what uh, FEI is doing. They've got up and top where we light the poles, and much uh, lighter poles, I believe. Very, uh, horses. Not only lighter poles, but shallower cups, so it's, it's just much easier to have a pole down. So uh, very easy, the horses need to be very quick, they need to be fast, they need to be naturally careful. You know, Georgie, it's, you can't make them careful, and not 
It's the dressage rider in me. Love a good-looking horse. Uh, I think yeah. everybody yeah. does. Yeah, you certainly celebrate your yes, horse. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Might get stuck with your ugly yeah. old old boy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can have a relatively simple horse, yeah. and um, and have a lot of fun, and have a lot of fun. And uh, then, so your tack is—I mean, you can't pitch up in a western saddle, but. You, your tack is a, from a general purpose to a jumping saddle. Um, norm, your bits from pelums to curbs to uh, snaffles is and, fine. And, and hackamores, bitless, which is hackamores. So, so very, yes. it's very, very open. Uh, very open. So again, I think if you have a good these regulations yeah. are available though on the SA Show Jumping.co.za website. Yes, okay. and with FEI. So that's that's. Uh, most people will ride in the tech that's allowable mm -hmm. anyway, you know. So off you go, you're going to go practice a few jumps and you're good to go. You have to register with SA Show Jumping. We have free membership for recreational. And what height is that up until? So that's up to 80. Okay. And you have to be a SAF member, but it's free for those riders. And it's also now free for our under eight, eight well, our kiddies riders. That's and phenomenal. Yeah. That's yeah. really wonderful. So membership is for free. Yeah. That's, that's a really nice way to open up the sport. Yes. Yeah. How does the show jumping scoring and penalties work? Because I, I, and I just have to say, this is very funny. I heard at Derby a few years ago. Some poor woman had a cricket score on her horse. She had like 32 penalties. Yes. And her boyfriend was in the stand and he said, oh, that's really good. It's really high. Oh. She's done really well. Oh, and right. we were going, please don't say that. <laughs> You're going to be dumped. Yes. So when you are running on a table A, you would like no penalties. So you would get penalties for four penalties for each pole that you have. Um, you would get four penalties for your first stop, and then at your second stop, you are eliminated or a circle. So, is, any is that a safety, a safety, a horse welfare issue now? I think it it used to be three stops, mm. and then we have gone with the international FEI okay. rules. And only I think a top level doesn't look great for a horse to be stopping and 
you know, we all have to be mindful at, of what our sport looks like to the outside world. Mm, so, exactly. social you know, license is playing a massive yes, role. Yes, if the horse is not happy and it's and it's putting a stop in, you need to go back to the drawing board. So now two stops or two circles and and you're out. Um, very strict. So on not crossing your tracks. In crossing your tracks so also. If you, so if you get lost and you double if back, you get lost and you make a circle on that track, you okay. are out. Okay. Yeah, you can come back on another day. Uh, time is very tight. So even a, a split second over the time will give you time penalties. I believe this um, has changed recently. As that well. is also. And the time increases at the level that you jump. So oh, when you okay. are starting at a low level, then it's very friendly and uh, you have you have lots of time. And as you go up into the open levels, then the time runs at 375 uh, meters. So that's that's quick. And then time penalties is a factor. So that puts the pressure on. And so you would like a zero score, no time penalties, and a, a clear run, no poles. And then if you go to a jump off, then you need to do a shortened course as fast as you can and also go clear. So, and it's, it's with so many riders in the classes now, it is quite competitive. You do get a table C. So oh, that's interesting. So uh, Derby Micro Derby yeah. is run on table C. Now, I don't know if I should admit this. On, I, I, on I, I, say it, Belinda. It's just us in the room. <laughs> right. So as a coach, Georgie, I'm very good at reading the rules and reading the schedule. However, as a rider, I have heard in this um, so I the micro derby is run under table C, which means that your poles count as seconds. It's time added. Oh, interesting. The one year I qualified quite well for the micro derby, and I'm embarrassed to say this because I, fortunately it was only me and I wasn't coaching because that would have been disastrous. <laughs> and there were no clears. I think, uh, Dominie, that year won it with a foot in the water, which was four penalties. And I think your hand lauded, I think, came second with two poles. Anyway, I was quite high up as a qualifier. There were no clears. So I decided to go clear. And as I am cantering through this course, I'm thinking, this is fantastic. I'm at number 12 and I'm still clear. <laughs> this is awesome. Amazing. Anyway, I came eighth. Um, own, and and only because I didn't read my schedule properly that said it was a table C. Yeah. Um, we don't often have table Cs. We have a table C. And why is Derby run like that out of interest? Only the micro, micro. Derby. Only it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it is out of the uh, out of the norm. So yeah. I have obviously never made that mistake again. Yeah. I read all all schedules properly now. You raise a very valid point across all disciplines, Belinda. Yes. Is that it's very easy for us not to read under what rules and regulations yes. our sport is being yes. run. Yes. And it's and and uh, shows our subject to being able to say, yes. well, we're running this under these rules. Yes. And people do need to be mindful. 100%. Like President's Cup Day 1 used to, uh, has had stages where it's a table C as well. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And then you you go, the, when you have a pole, you go faster. Mm. Yeah. You, so you need to be super, super familiar you with need, it. And you need to think on, on, the, mm. on the ground. You know, you need to go, I've had a pole, I need to go quicker. This is also, you also see this with riders in the show jumping ring when they've gone really quick in a jump off and had a rail and slowed slow, uh, up a little bit. Or um, 
they were playing it safe. You know, there's not that many clears as a, a clear round you're going to. It's quite tactical. It does. It's that level. And the, and the riders think quick. Mm. So, you know, you are the third last person in a jump off and majority is on time penalty, on four penalties. And, and you are clear, but you've played it safe. And now at number six, you've taken a rail. Interesting. Then you need to be the fastest for falter. Yeah. So you need to try and make up that time that you were. It's having a very clear plan A to B, C, D, E, F. And 100%. adjusting as you go. 100%. That's, that's, and, and I think that's what makes it interesting from a spectator perspective. Is going, yes. well, why are they doing that now? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. You know? And for your riders, they need to be very cold and calculated you know I often speak to my friend Linda who events and I, I say to her wow that's ballsy <laughs> um and and she says no jumping is harder for her because it's more technical it's more technical yeah. it's 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 cold it's there's you can't go in there just on adrenaline mm -hmm. you need to be aware that you are you're also going there keeping on your cut, rhythm obviously of course yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, you need to you need to have a cool head. Um, what are some of the other key attributes in a good show jumper? Like, what kind of personality does it suit? You know, um, Georgie, it's Michaela. Actually, is, is this is your daughter, of yes. course, who's who's representing us in the upcoming FEI That's right World Jumping Challenge. Yes, that's yes. going to be happening in the on the second of October, I think you said. Yes, second of October to eighth of October at the ranch at the ranch. So exciting! That so we'll we'll come, we'll come back to that. Yes. And then just before that, we've got the South African Derby. Yes. So this is a great great little uh, plug for show jumping. Yes. Yes. Okay, but sorry, carry on, Michaela. So, you know, Michaela actually, um, she's very perceptive and we've got a riding school and uh, we, we, we coach the kids from the beginning and obviously you need a love for horses, uh, that goes without saying, but you need to be a little bit tough and a little bit brave, you know, and the one day we had, we'd seen a top rider fall off and, you know, they get off, they brush themselves off, they get back on and they're in that ring on the next horse again. And Michaela said to me the one day, you know, mommy, you can see right away in the riding school who's going to make it right to the top. Those that just bounce off and run after the pony and pat the pony and go, listen, I'm okay, I want to do this. You do need that little bit of bravery, dedication, love for the horse, um, because you're not going to do the sport if you don't love it, because it's long hours. It's, uh, there's nothing glamorous about it. And I think um, there's, I, I read a great quote the other day that said there's only one winner in a class. Yes. So to go into a class of 80 horses, yes. statistically, you're not going to yes. win. You have to really love what you're yes. doing and, yes. and suck it up and see it through. Yes. And you've got to come back there and mm. you, and you got to do it. So you, you need a little bit of guts and determination, I think. In and the, a thick skin. <laughs> yes. I think That's we're good. all stupid. Just <laughs> well, to be with horses. Every time I speak to someone, I'm like, we're masochists. <laughs> no, you know? no. Rogan warned me once, uh, Michaela was very little and I took a pony of, to a show for her just to walk around and be led around. And he said to me, oh, you're what are you doing? Doing? why, why? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, on the other side, people always say to me, like, you know, it's just such a tough sport. And I just think how great for, for kids, for parents who are listening, for your kids to be growing up outside with this, yes. these incredible animals, yes. with their friends, in the sun, yes. in the dirt, in the, it's such a great opportunity and it teaches them so much about life that is it not does. restricted to all it does and you know 
Georgia, I think that's also possibly why show jumping has grown. You know, when you look at what a horse costs you, it it is it is a lot Everything. of money when you look at stabling and things like that. But we've got matric people sitting at the stables all day. It teaches them they have a dedication. You know, when you look at what it's going to cost to get your child in a mall every weekend or or things like that, or the latest clothing or whatever, it's 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 That's, comparable. You know what I mean? Mm. Those kids, they learn discipline. And the horses, you have to you have to regulate your emotions mm. on a horse. Yeah, you have to put it down, leave it at the door. Do they don't these horses don't respond to frustration. They don't respond to anger. They don't respond to fear. So all of those things is something you're going to encounter at a show or a day with a horse. You're going to or in a corporate environment yes, one day. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to feel fear. You're going to be nervous, and they don't respond to that. They don't respond to tantrums. They no tears. So you sort of got to dig deep, and you got to try and level your personality, and you got to go back to the basics and connect with that horse and get in there, and. You know, I look at Amy Macau, who won SA Champs. Mm. I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, at the the previous World Cup, she had a fantastic show. The one before that, a horse would not jump the red wall. And it just said, I don't like the red wall. And you can come all the way from Cape Town, all the way from Durban. And um, KPC has a very famous wall. Yes, um, uh, I'm sure it's going to be trotted out in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, that has many horses have said no to that. And there's nothing you can do about it, Georgie. Mm. You can go back home and try and build something that looks like that. But no matter what you do in that show, your horse may not jump that. You know, and Amy went back and uh, the frustration is there. She's clear. The, the horse is really afraid Talent, of that. Yeah. 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 And it's, it doesn't like want to it. Just it's. It's yes. such a great, for me, a microcosm of life. Yes. You can do all the preparation and yes. sometimes it just doesn't go your and, way. And she went back. She built a wall at home. Okay, she, so. Yes. Yeah. And um, and look where she is today. Yeah. You you just got to push through this, you know. Yeah. Um, There's a quote I read the other day. It said, if you can't canter and cry at the same time, this isn't the sport for you. <laughs> and I just thought, <laughs> very good. And I just yeah. love that. But it's it's... It's, I think we we grab onto those beautiful moments. Like yes. Amy's going to hold onto that and keep it in her yes. pocket. Yes. And it's such a high. But the high can actually come from a beautiful day at home with your horse. Yes. Crazy. You know, we're just so lucky. Uh, my own horse, Cassie, slows me down. I live in the fast lane. I I do a hundred things at once. My I pity my staff because I have four conversations with them <laughs> at the same time. You know, we run a big yard at the restaurant, it shows I'm a mom. So I'm running lots of ideas in my head and they've learned to follow Belinda speak. And I have a wonderful team that slows me down. Mish, my, my groom, is my psychologist, my groom, my teammate. The grooms in show um, jumping really seem to have a great investment in the sport. Unbelievable. Oh. You know, I've got most of my guys have been with me between 29 and 18 years. Uh, Mish is a youngster, but he's been with me 18 years. He's my psychologist. He's my coach. He's, um, he's, 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 a, he's just amazing. He slows me down. He'll tell me exactly what I need to do. 
Well, there's a lot of them like that. You know, Tuomas took his um, groom with him overseas. And that familiarity with that guy, they know you. They will tell you. It's just, you know, Tom went with Sean Neal over when he did his whole European tour as a young rider. And and tell me, you've mentioned the coach and you've mentioned what are the components of the successful show jumping team, Belinda? So I think for parents out there, I think that the most important thing is is find a qualified coach that know what they are doing and with with good facilities that that can help you. And even if there's basic facilities, I'm talking about safe facilities. So if you're out in the country and you're not, you don't have the facilities that Gauteng has, you know, there's basics. You want to have safe footing, safe equipment, and a good coach. And the grooms, we honestly cannot do it without the grooms. So that's important. And for parents out there that look, you know, you don't want, you, you want a few people in a lesson. You don't want hundreds of people in a lesson. Um, look at what the crack rate is for injury versus uh, falling off and versus how you're doing in the ring. Mm-hmm. Because those all are hand in hand with, with success in the sport. And going to the most fundamental uh, member of the team, what makes a good show jumping horse? You've mentioned great athleticism. Yes. We can we can split this up if you want to into entry level and high performance. Yes. So the very nice thing about show jumping, Georgie, I had to go find uh, one of my clients, Rita Gazza. She's wins a lot. Famous show Unbelievable. Writer. I mean, one SA champs now in the um, working. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just she's incredible. I had to find her horse. Man, was that hard. Finding a showing horse that is both flashy and calm, solid in its brain super and, correct. and flashy and super correct. Oh, yeah, I can find a show jumper for you any, any day. So show jumpers, we're very, very fortunate. Unlike with dressage where you do need a type, good looks is very important. Um, movement is very important. Uh, with show jumping, it takes all, all shapes and sizes. If I look at my mare, Takara, she's a firecracker. She's a fire-breathing dragon. She's got attitude. Um, she is spicy. Uh, you have to be a bit stricter on her about what you want from her. But she would suit a particular kind of rider, and then another horse would yes. suit another kind. That's great. Right. Uh, yes. And then you've got Cassiopeia, my big boy, that he's like a German shepherd. All he wants to do is please you. And... He's a softy, he's a softy. You know, he comes out every day and he wants to spook at the gate every day. And then you have to tell him, that's well, okay, boy. And you pat him and he goes, okay, mommy, here I go. So, so I think if you're going to start show jumping, if you get a, the most important thing when you teach anybody on show jumping, and I've read a lot of um, coaching books on this as well, is to get a horse with a rhythm. So if you're going to teach somebody show jumping it, try that your school horses are not these hot, strong horses that teach riders not to put their leg on and that's running at the fences. That's a great point. Um, because they have to be able to predict a stride and they have to predict when to go in a jumping position. So if you, time makes that a lot easier. 100%. Mm. So if you can start somebody on a slightly more 
um, solid horse, maybe a little bit more of a deliberate horse that just has that rhythm and goes to the jump in a more predictable way. That's far easier to produce good riders long-term than putting somebody on a horse that wants to overbend and run at the fences and they're just hanging on. Um, but yeah, any I mean, we've got small horses with big steps. So the interesting thing in show jumping is one stride of a horse should be as big as the pole is long. So 3.6. Okay. So when you teach people to walk a course, you tell them to walk four steps along a pole. They put the pole on the ground or stand next to the jump and they walk four steps. So when you are picking a show jumping horse, it's important to pick a horse that has that natural canter. When you're going and you're picking somebody, you know, if you're picking a pony, then they're in pony classes. But if you're picking a horse that's got a very short canter, it makes it very difficult for the rider to get those four strides. If you have a horse with massive strides like Cassiopeia that I've, I can close my leg and drop two strides, um, that would be difficult for somebody that's just learning because his stride is so big that you've got to regulate it without killing the engine. Mm. So picking a horse with a good canter is essential. And if you can visualize that canter step being the same size as a pole, mm. half your work is done. Then that rider just needs to maintain a canter and the track will be relatively easy for them. I really also just like you speaking to the point that there's so many different horses and so many different options and you can either be overwhelmed by that or incredibly heartened by it. Yes. I think it's great. It's yes. like so lovely. Yes. This, you know, the perfect kind of horse for you is yes. out there. Yes. It's definitely around. Yes. What types of uh, obstacles could people typically find and how, okay. would, how would this change how you ride towards them? Okay, so you have a vertical, which is a single looking fence, and your takeoff roughly to a vertical is the same distance to the height. So I don't know if you can see, but you have the arch going over the jump. Then you have an oxer, that is the two, two jumps like that. And generally your horse would have to take off closer to that because the arch of the jump is in the middle of the oxer. Yeah. Uh, we have triple bars, which is a ascending jump. Those are often intimidating to riders, but quite nice for horses because they can get quite close and tuck up their landing gear it's and take off. It's different gear. for horses and different yes. for riders. Yes. Yeah. Uh, solid walls. Also, often, uh, other than our, of course, beautiful yes, KPC, very scary wall, um, that's often more scary for riders. The horses actually don't normally mind the, the spookiness, but you wouldn't put a wall in for a novice horse. No. Um, because they would want to see on the other side of it. We have water trays that then come in. At what level um, do those water trays come in? I, I think from so. 1 meter 10 already okay. you can have them in in uh, juniors and adults, generally 120 definitely, and your ponies from about 1 meter. Okay. Yeah. And the water trays, are those problems for for riders, horses? Normally not. I say this, I have one that I've read that's a little bit cheeky about it, There's but always one. I have to say it's mm -hmm. the first one in 30 years that okay. I've found. And the I've now also found the less I train it, the better the better for him. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, and that you also find out the hard way. It's, it's like there's, yes. just, there's, there's always a horse that's going to break whatever yes. rule you yes. think you've got in your mind. And, you know, Georgie, I've had horses where if you can show them a spooky jump, that's great. 
if you show it to them, it's done for them, chapter closed, they'll jump it. And I've had others where you must not show them. If you show them, they almost have another look at it and they wonder why you why are you showing it to them? Yes. Is it a problem? It's, yes. You know, that's what makes show jumping, I think, interesting. There is you never stop learning. And with your own horse, you never get bored. Mm. You never, ever, mm. ever get bored. There'll always be a different line, a different track. It's impossible to get bored. It's you know. How often should horses, show jumping horses, be jumping in a week? So young horses, so our older horses, we don't jump more than twice a week. And one of those would be very tiny, almost pole work, almost cavalletti work. They jump once a week. It does depend on from horse to horse. So young horses, and I know when we, I did the FEI course, you like to do a progression. So let's say my young horses will go out on a trotting track on a Monday, do a little bit of flat work schooling over maybe poles on a Tuesday. A Wednesday, those poles will be cavalettis. And a Thursday, you'll build onto that. That will become a course. So those three days in Succession will be will be building them, and you do short bits of that for the young horses, and then on a Friday, out trotting track or canter track or something like that. The older horses, you can um, interval train. So you could do, um, I would do with my older horses a trotting track um, the Monday, uh, a little bit of flat work schooling the the Tuesday, more intensive schooling. Wednesday, maybe with a few little obstacles, Thursday jump, Friday let down and do fitness work. But it, it depends from horse to horse. And what would typically comprise of a, a, a schedule working up towards a show for horses and for riders? So um, I had uh, Michelle van Eck as well. He's offered a, a big series here in South Africa come, nice. come as well. Lo lovely guy. And it was also interesting to see how he reads the horses as well. So uh, Michaela's older horse Vulcan doesn't need a lot of jumping at all. So we keep him fit. Um, fitness is the main thing for him. So we do crotting peel track work. I'm lucky we have a racetrack across the road. So we do, we do a lot of fitness and just rideability exercises. And then he'll jump uh, a big course about four days, five days before a big show. And then we just take him over. Um, other horses that can be a little spooky and sharp need to jump quite a lot. So they don't have to jump big, but they would need to do uh, we've got one youngster and, you know, he said to me the day before, do a little circle on jumps or do a figure of eight over jumps until the horse settles into that. And you can put in spooky things, but low, you don't need to load their legs, but they need to jump a lot to not want to run at it. So a lot of the excitable horses. Do better with more can do better with more little things just to make it boring for them not to mm. to get overexcited when they see a jump yeah. yes yes yeah um moving on what just for a little bit of fun some of the most iconic combinations in south african show jumping history obviously gonda always comes to mind yes. you yes. know she's just really is yes. um someone said to me they went to go speak to their orthopedic surgeon yesterday and he said, oh, that Gonda Beatrix, you know. Yes. She's just, she's yes. a household name. And she was sportswoman of, of the year at her times. I mean, she's just been fantastic. 
So Gondo, without saying, and she's still very much a part of show jumping and looks like she's forever young as well. So she just had her 80th birthday. I know, I know. And she's a machine. Yeah. I mean, I think Nicole Horwood's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Nicola Syme's always been there. Nicola is always producing her own horses as well. That's a lot to be said for that. Uh, and a variety of types a variety. of horses, which is interesting. Yeah. She's yeah. a brilliant horsewoman. Mm -hmm. So she's always producing... Um, and, you, and you're right, all, local, most of them locally bred or Namibian horses. Nicole Horwood's been really good. Dominique Alexander, Ronnie Healy, um, Ashley Healy. I know I'm going to miss a lot of them. And Lisa and Campbell is just a story for so the history. Because, I mean, it's just lovely, isn't yes. it? Yes. Really and the great. partnership she has mm -hmm. with that horse is is that's what show jumping is about, you so, know? And let's talk about that bond. Yes. Like, like what does show jumping do for the bond between horse and rider? It is so important, Georgie. And you have to understand that horse. And you really honestly have to trust them. You have to be... Authentically. Yes. Yeah. You, you have to know them in and out. So if anybody's going to tell you that they're going to jump at top level and never be hands-on, they are mistaken. You know, you look at... Um, the Neil family, the yeah, they are spending hours with their horses. Barry Taylor, you know, that's another iconic person. We just lost Ronnie Lawrence. These are horsemen. horsemen. They're horsemen. Absolutely. You know, um, they are hands-on with their horses. They're involved in the stables. They know their horses. They know their horses' quirks. They know what they're eating. They you know their This legs. is important, mm. the legs. Mm. My, our horses don't come out of jumping and not have ice. We all walk around with ice bandages and ice boots and ice vibe and mm. they have ice on their legs all the time. So yeah, we've been we've had wonderful riders and we we still have. I mean there's That's, Barry yeah. still winning a class at SA Champs. Oh it was lovely. On a yeah. homebred horse. Yeah. yeah. You know? And I think it's easy to say it's just a sport where as is always with non-equestrians, oh you just get on, you know, you yes. just get on and and um, I think it must be the most complicated sport because they're two yes, athletes. It is. And one of them can't yes. speak. Yes. You know, so. And let's be honest. I don't think horse wakes up in the morning and go, please, man, go jump a track. <laughs> I think they want to gallop around on the on the farm and swim in the dam. I don't know. Until you're on them. Yeah. And they don't yeah, like the dam. Want, yeah, until yeah. you want to go in the dam. Moving on to that, are there any myths or misconceptions about show jumping that you'd like to dispel? Yeah, I think um, the, the biggest thing for us to have gone over is that you need a lot of money to do show jumping or you need a really fancy horse um, to do show jumping. And you you really don't. And at the moment, we've got super thoroughbreds again that's available. And these are horses that, that have um, reached their value at what they are bred for. So you may even be getting a horse that was bought at a sale for a million rand that you may actually pick up for free or for 5,000 rand or for whatever. These are athletes. Mm. And if you're willing to put in the time and the effort, you don't need fancy tack. You don't always need these fancy horses. If you're willing to do it and walk the walk and find the horse with the personality that enjoys it, most of them fortunately enjoys jumping. Um, yeah, then, you know, it's not that expensive. If you plan your shows well, you know, if you're not going to take a groom, show jumping entries aren't excessive. Mm -hmm. 
fortunately for us in Gauteng, you've got a show every single weekend. We're, we're sometimes a couple. We're quite spoiled for Often choice. five on a weekend. So you should have something on your doorstep. Um, and, yeah, piggyback somebody with trucking, get some group of friends together to do it. Absolutely. And there are, it, there's, there's ways. There's ways to do it. What are some of the challenges and risks that po are posed to horses and riders in show jumping? I think, you know, when we're working with horses, uh, I've always said to clients, I've got, from the moment we, we're loading our horses, that for me is something that's um, underestimated often. So uh, in my yard, clients come and load their own horses or they at least are present when we load the horses because that is a potential um, accident. Horses are flight animals. They panic very quickly. And we know when things go well, they go well. But when they go bad, they go bad really quickly with horses. So, you know, cracking yeah, your final point. Yes, trouble. yes. So from, from loading your horse, you need to know that you have, if you are not experienced, have somebody experienced with you. Have the patience to work with these horses. And a little bit of foresight, uh, Georgie. Don't try and load your horse the first day you want to go to a shop. You know, uh, try and this is my new horse. Uh, he's maybe only ever gone in a truck and he now needs to go in, in a two-birth. Um, two Let's get him um, trained. Mm. So that is the one thing. Falls is is obviously a thing. But show jumping, we've got safety cups, safety poles, um, touch wood. You know, it's and I think generally falls happen. Good. They do happen everywhere. Yes. But what are some of the safety specs that have been put in place to help riders right. and horses? Yes. So um, our cups are very flat. Poles are very light. They they will break at as well if a horse gets them in between their front legs or whatever. They will break very easily. On the back of the oxes or triple bars and the middle pole of and back pole of triple bars, we've got safety cups. So any pressure on that pole, the cup will fall through and be safe. Um, we're very fortunate in show jumping, and I, I have to say thank you to the Barbara Lavals and the, the officials we have. We have too few officials, unfortunately, and as much as we've grown in riders, we are really looking at a big drive to improve um, on our official numbers. So we're very lucky we've got stewards in warm-up arenas. And this has been a game changer because you've got a lot of horses, it's high tension, you've got um, nerves, you've got horses with nerves, it's supposed to be left shoulder to left shoulder, but obviously that's not always possible. So you're hoping that the rider will say, uh, coming past you on the right or passing you on the inside. And in most of our big jumping shows, we've got stewards in the warm-up arena. And, and that has really changed the level of safety. They're also checking that the jumps are cor uh, correctly um, erected so that your groom or somebody that doesn't just put up a jump puts the safety cup up wrong or something like that. And that, that really has been f instrumental in the safety of riders in a warm-up arena. And again, I would urge anybody who is listening to, to listen to the, the stewarding podcast. Yes. It was fantastic. Yes. Such a great way to yes. be involved in a sport that you yes. love. Yes. So I think it's, and as you say, playing a really pivotal role. Yeah. And we need, we need a lot more officials. You know, they're out there every weekend. Uh, a big shout out to them. We cannot have a sport without them. They certainly do not do it for the money. 
Um, and you, you know, we know why we do it as riders. Mm. We get all the joy out of it. <laughs> I don't know if I'd yeah. want to stand in that warm up ring. It's a very scary place to mm. stand, by the way. And um, occasionally, as Graham always says, get abuse, you know, and just because people are nervous and mm. 100%. And there you are, and you are the person to say, excuse me, that bit is not incorrectly, you know, correctly, or you need to change your tack or mm. tone it down. That's quite harsh, you know, yeah. so, and that is don't get paid enough or, or whatever. So oh, I, I struggle to think, think we're mad. Pay. I think they worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Going on from the nerves, how, how do you, and how do you recommend that riders prepare for the mental pressure of, of events like this? Georgia, I think most top riders see a sports psychologist and I think it's important. Um, for me, I think I had more nerves. So I certainly have more nerves than Michaela, who grew up with it. And because it's not a sport that I grew up with, it was a dream I had to do it as an adult. And I only really could uh, properly practice it as an adult. And then you had all this anticipation of doing the sport all your life. And now it's there, you know. So now what do you do with it? So I certainly have... And more nerves than Michaela. Michaela has great match temperament, but she's grown up with it. The bigger the show, the better she seems to be. The more the people on the side, are. we do see that in our young riders. Yeah. are superb. Yes, they we're, are. We're, I think that's one of the the yeah. real um, excitements of show jumping yes. is you're getting these riders like Michaela and Thomas yeah. van Rijkervorsel, yes. who are are stepping up in a very big way and now into the adult grades. Yes, you know you look at. Alex Rickhansen from mm. Durban, uh, Zandi. These are young riders, uh, Kiara Byrne. They they just, they can handle the pressure of people. Um, Michaela thrives on it. The bigger the show, uh, the more the public, mm. you know, I, I sort of. Oliver Lazarus uh, said that. He said that. like he, he loves, he loves that we were all very lucky to interview him for a podcast. And he said, like, there's just nothing like riding into an arena with 20,000 people yes. on the side. Yes. Okay. Now Ronnie enjoys that. Dominie enjoys that. Yeah. You know, they 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 thrive on that. So I think for the youngsters who's grown up with it, who who's had that as part of their makeup, I think that's easier. And that is where we as show jumping are really trying to highlight our young riders and to give them opportunity at the bigger shows because it's important. And in Gauteng, I'm sad to say we were very far behind Natal uh, a few years ago. Natal kids wiped the floor with us. That's incredible. And it was because in Shongweni they only have one venue and they only have really until recently, they only have Shongweni. So everybody is at the big shows. And Oh, that's interesting. So their pony riders are riding with their top adult oh, riders. They weren't training in a bubble. No. Mm. They, they, the juniors, they're getting time in main arenas. And here in, in Gauteng, we had so many options. So we ha would have one venue who's hosting a pony rider and mm. a junior show. And the big in isolation. And I know this was, I, I recall now that this was an issue a while ago where they were saying don't have the adult shows separate to the pony riders that's and right. juniors. That's right. And that's a really good, that's right. good reason why. We are struggling with numbers because our, our so numbers big. are so big. I mean, SA champs filled within 15 minutes of entering. Yeah. I good, mean, good and, problems to have. Yes. Melinda. And when I spoke to Rieta, I think she said she had 1,500 entries or something like that. Wow. So, 
So it's great. Uh, we now have to relook at this. How are we going to make it SA Champs that's more inclusive? So this is the next step. That mm. it's a good, it's a good problem, mm. but we are trying to I'm stay talking, ahead of. But you've got a great everything. team that's really oh, trying to focus on that. Super. Yeah. And um and yeah and then so it's not always uh, possible for the kids to then be at the adult mm. shows when they're so big, but when we're lucky to have a KPC with multiple arenas to have the kids as part of that mm. vibe. And uh, Gauteng's definitely made an effort to change that. And yeah, you know, our, um, our, not our open junior team one, but the open Natal team one with, um, with our um, little black rider, which was fantastic. Okay. She's, she is unbelievable. And, so, and let's talk a little bit about the yeah. transformation and development yes. portfolio of, of show yes. what what is on the cards there? I think um, we're offering a lot. There's a uh, development riding is for free. Um, we are seeing a lot of previously disadvantaged riders coming up, and you know I spoke We're opening it up to kids. Yes, and I just think that's such a great yes. move. And you know I had a long chat to Heather because uh, I mean Heather is the Heather the we've mother also of, of course interviewed here yes. on the podcast when it comes to shows, shows and she's, running shows she manages KPC yeah, yeah. she's incredible mm. and like I explained to you earlier this is a sport you you must want to do mm. it's not a sport that you're going to stick out because you're dragged kicking and screaming correct, yeah. correct so I mean I know show jumping has offered so many platforms to riders but it's like anything. You have to be dedicated to the sport to do it. Mm. You may stick out a little bit longer with tennis or, or with running or with hockey or netball possibly. But horse riding, you either love it or you don't. Mm. And it's really nice, um, you know, Sifakili family with my own coach, Oscar Nube, and he's got a big family coming in now that really wants to be top level riders and working at it and it's it's great to mm. see chicky's daughter that won sa champs i mean that is beautiful for our sport it's also just such a great legacy sport yes. i think you're seeing a lot of a lot of family yes. sports yes. and and how how kids bring parents yes. in and parents bring kids in. it's yeah. really beautiful yeah how has show jumping evolved over the years and what do you think is coming for it in the next five to ten years um, I think evolving was just there's always changes to the tracks and how it, how it happens. And when I started riding, you didn't have related distances. So it would be the odd, you know, you could ride off your eye only. Now it's very sophisticated. You need to know it's a forced rider or this, and you need to know your horse's step. As I said before, some horses you're going to, on a long distance, add one or take one out. Um, and I think that's made it interesting for the public. The numbers have made it interesting where, you know, that puts pressure on. To jump a clear round when you know there's 80 other riders behind you mm. is is tough. You can't play it safe anymore. You you know, a few years you, ago. seeing. Sorry to interrupt you, but you are also seeing, I guess anything, anything can go. Yes. You sometimes do see a rider that you go, who is that? They've yes. won the class. Yes. Yes. And it's so exciting. It is. It is. And, you know, uh, Georgie, you've done the live streaming for many of these shows. The turns, the agility that these riders are taking is, yeah. 
you know, one rider would come and, and do a time that you think that is unbeatable. Wow. I mean, how many competitions have Healy. we seen like that? And Ashley Healy yeah. with her turns. I yes. mean, that's, that's just, I mean, you know. You know, she like gives a horse barely a stride to mm. a jump and it's 150. Mm. And, you know, you're seeing this and a rider will come and be the fastest rider and you go, wow, that was amazing. That, that person's won the class mm. and the next person gets faster and faster. Um, so, yes, there's been a lot of technical changes to show jumping. So far more sophisticated as well. We've got loads of saddle choices. Mm. I think that makes it very easy. We have looking different kinds of horses coming up as yes. well, which is so yes. fascinating. Yes, horses as well. Smaller horses. Oliver Lazarus rides small horses. He likes a lot of blood. Uh, hot, smaller horses. Um, yeah, as long as they have the canter and the step, you 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 need that. So, I think that that makes it not boring. You know. No, absolutely. What's next on the calendar for show jumping? We we've briefly mentioned two exciting events. Will you tell us? About so that? we well this week coming we've got Spring Fair, which is a national under twenty five show, and that starts on Thursday at Maple Ridge. So venue that's as well. that's lovely. I um, mean, she's put a lot into the sport. Yeah. So entries for that is unbelievable. In fact, um, I have to tell you this: that I'm not sure if you're aware that, but it's did not get load shedding because of SA chaps. <laughs> That's amazing. So when That's Brits incentivizing some new venues. Yes. So when <laughs> Brits heard that they had um SA chaps, it brought in so much revenue. They their hotels were full and everything was full and they had no load shedding. Love so it. we are now this next week going to Spring Fair. It is a beautiful highlight of top young talent. It is exciting. They come from Cape Town, Free State, Natal, everywhere. Every Everybody joins the show. And, um, yeah, well, I normally live out that way. And to give you an example, I cannot find any place to stay in Krugersdorf because Airbnb had a mistake and did and a booking and they were full. Yeah. yeah, we booked and the guy said, sorry, there was Sounds like the, like Reza's essay, essay so, champs uh, entries. A hundred percent. So I think Verity should ask for no load shedding. Yeah, I agree. Verity, um, I hope you're listening. Okay. So that's that, followed by the Derby. I mean, everybody knows about the Derby. That is fantastic. Last year, 23,000 people live streamed the that Derby. Phenomenal. Right? That is so exciting. Yeah. Such limit, again, tickets selling out quicker than people can, yes. can get on yes. to buy them. Yes, they had to scatter sales. Yeah. And I was one of the people, uh, I'm also a member of KPC, and I was one of the people I never even got in there uh, it, it was gone it was gone and that's, that's amazing. great isn't it wonderful that is wonderful sport. yeah yeah and then after that and then after that the very exciting um world challenge so this competition is the same track it's built for um, many countries in the world they just the superpowers are not included into this so it would be like a amateur world cup mm. um so Britain, Belgium, England, Germany. Yeah, Germany, middle of the states, they're not a, they don't compete in this. But Australia, the whole of Africa, New Zealand, 
South America. South America. Everything is yeah. is in this. Um, and they build the same track all over the world. And then the winners of each country get to go to the finals. And the final the is here in South Africa yes. at the ranch in Limpopo. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's something I think we're going to have to all go and watch to get to see these international riders yes. competing. And I think you said people from uh, Port Elizabeth are sending horses yes. for these riders to yeah, compete on. Know, it's just phenomenal. Georgie, I have to say one thing about show jumping is the people are, are great and the vibe is good and, and the people are genuine, you know. Um, they're supportive of each other. And I think something I saw, the higher you go up the grades, the more the camaraderie. And that's something interesting, you know. I have a friend that was in a smaller town um, and a lot more criticism. You know, the, everybody was an expert. But the higher up you go, the people just help you and support. I mean, you know, we go to these big shows and on the group, somebody will go, have you got this bit? Or, yeah, sure, come to my truck. I've got this. You know, the camaraderie is fantastic. So when we heard we we're going to have this show, um, People came forward with unbelievable horses. Diane Snodgrass with um, Charles's uh, Valencia. I mean, that horse is phenomenal. That's fantastic. Wow. You know, they're bringing them from Kii. Um, uh, Barry put in horses. We put in horses. There's loads of people that came and, and put in horses. Lovely that you get to see great riders on great horses. Yes. You know. So they're all going to draw. So not even the South African. There's two. It's Michaela Martin and Erin Adwire. So not even these two girls will be riding on horses of their own. No. So we've been doing a bit of training, getting, uh, it's just great. Everybody we know have said, come and try and sit on horses. And it's, that's a wonderful, fun. a wonderful element to the training. Yes. It's just that riding different horses and yes. getting that experience. Yes. That's so yes. exciting. So you, you spoke about the camaraderie. Why is show jumping for you the best discipline? You've mentioned so much. I find it a bit, but in a nutshell. We think the people are are great. And, you know, it's 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 not intimidating. It's not an intimidating sport. So I am the coach's rep for showing. And we we try for that, for example, it, it can be intimidating if you don't know what the turnout should be. I think show jumping is not intimidating and you can come and try. You can come and try and everybody is is going to jump in and help you and it's accessible and there is really never a dull moment. You never ever ever master it ever. And I you think know. I think if people can put down that cuz I I would have said you know I think the perception of any new sport is quite intimidating. But if you can put down that perception that you're somehow like going to master it, you know, that's, that's one hurdle overcome. And then it is different to the other sports where you know that's an excellent horse and you know it's going to be in the top three. Show jumping, sometimes things just yeah. go, yeah. when I say they go wrong, I don't mean to make, sound so no. delighted about it. No. Things just go wrong. And, yeah. and you see great riders having a yeah. stop and you go, what? and exactly. here comes this little thoroughbred exactly. out of nowhere and they take the class. Exactly. And it is, it just captures Exactly. Everyone's hearts. Exactly. So, so it really is anybody's class yeah. on the day. No, it is. And 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 I think that's what makes it so exciting. Mm. So no, yeah. a bit of Russian relates. Great, yeah. great for horse people. <laughs> Clearly. How can people get involved? 
Right, so um, we have a website, which is um, www.sashowjumping.co.za. I have to say here, um, I don't know, you must know Kate and Tiffany, the ladies in the office are exceptional. There's Maria, Kate, and Tiffany. So you register online. Uh, you belong to a club and then you register online and it's very easy. You, you get approved immediately. But if you ever have any questions or help, you cannot meet two more dedicated people than Kate and Tiffany. They, are, they never switch off their phones. They never switch off. They live the sport. They, they breathe the sport. They've, they've been a game changer, I think, as well in the growth of the sport. We're seeing a lot of more venues on board. Um, if it becomes easier from an administration perspective, yes. Belinda, it is so easy for people to yes. get involved. And I yes. really think that's one of the areas yes. that some disciplines are, are cracking now. Yes. Yes. You, you have to make it easy. And, uh, you know, those ladies, you, there's not a question they can't answer or not willing to help you. We had Brett Weber as our venue rep in Gauteng. He went to every venue and inspected it. He went to possibly new venues and in a non-intimidating way said to him, this is great, but let's fix this. And, mm. you know, it's, it's, it takes a lot of people, but it's it's working. And it's coming together for sure. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we dial off? I think I said a lot. <laughs> I said it was great. But it's so <laughs> wonderful. I think you get such a feel for the sport. And it's lovely doing these discipline spotlights because you get people to come in and sell you their sport. And it's just, you can just see all the enthusiasm that the, the discipline associations really feel. Yeah, super. Well, thank you. One last question. The debate of the red jacket and the burgundy jacket. Ah, yes. Has that been resolved now? I believe that the red jacket is only allowed in show jumping if you've represented, if you've ridden a Grand Prix. Correct. So, okay. well, well, not even a Grand Prix in the highest level. Okay. So a red jacket is would be correct if you're jumping in the 150 Grand Prix, then a red jacket. Burgundy, any, any level can ride in Burgundy. Most of the jackets... Is it, you can That's see a differentiation. Yeah, most of them. That yeah. that was a question that was sent through to us early on, okay. and I forgot to ask okay. when we were discussing yes. the tag. So, so red top level. Uh, it can also be junior top levels. I see in the junior uh, Grand Prix, they are riding red jackets. Our juniors don't. There's, and I believe different. there's a little bit of an old wives, um, you know, superstition behind it. You have to be given your red jackets. You you shouldn't buy it, which I thought is actually just a lovely. Lovely little yes. bit, again, like you spoke about yes. the camaraderie. Really yes. special. Yes. Well, Belinda, we wish you luck for your spring fair. Thank and you. And looking forward to seeing you at Derby and at the ranch. Yes. Very exciting few weeks coming up for we'll South African show jumping. Yeah, we'll see you there. Fantastic. Thank you, Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us tonight. Thanks a lot. If you've just joined us, we're just wrapping up our podcast on our Discipline Spotlight for South African show jumping. Lots of exciting events coming up in the next few weeks for that. So please stay tuned. And don't forget to join us next week, Wednesday at 7 p.m. for our next podcast. We've got some great guests coming in studio.